Chapter Ten of the Cat of Bubastes: A Tale of Ancient Egypt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Cat of Bubastes by G. A. Henty. Chapter Ten: The Cat of Bubastes. For several days upon paying their morning visit to the birds and other pets in the enclosure in the garden, Chebron and Misa had observed an unusual timidity among them. The wild fowl, instead of advancing to meet them with demonstrations of welcome, remained close among the reeds, and even the ibis did not respond at once to their call. "'They must have been alarmed at something,' Chebron said the third morning. "'Some bird of prey must have been swooping down upon them. See here, there are several feathers scattered about, and some of them are stained with blood. Look at that pretty drake that was brought to us by the merchants in trade with the Far East. Its mate is missing. It may be a hawk or some creature of the weasel tribe. At any rate, we must try to put a stop to it. This is the third morning that we have noticed the change in the behavior of the birds. Doubtless three of them have been carried off. Amuba and I will watch tomorrow with our bows and arrows and see if we cannot put an end to the marauder. If this goes on, we shall lose all our pets. Upon the following morning, Chebron and Amuba went down to the enclosure soon after daybreak, and concealing themselves in some shrubs, waited for the appearance of the intruder. The ducks were splashing about in the pond, evidently forgetful of their fright of the day before, and as soon as the sun was up, the dogs came out of their house and threw themselves down on a spot where his rays could fall upon them, while the cats sat and cleaned themselves on a ledge behind a lattice, for they were only allowed to run about in the enclosure when someone was there to prevent their interference with the birds. For an hour there was no sign of an enemy. Then one of the birds gave a sudden cry of alarm, and there was a sudden flutter as all rushed to shelter among the reeds, but before the last could get within cover a dark object shot down from above. There was a frightened cry and a violent flapping as a large hawk suddenly seized one of the waterfowl and struck it to the ground. In an instant the watchers rose to their feet, and as the hawk rose with its prey in its talons they shot their arrows almost simultaneously. Amuba's arrow struck the hawk between the wings, and the creature fell dead, still clutching its prey. Chebron's arrow was equally well aimed, but it struck a twig which deflected its course and it flew wide of the mark. Amuba gave a shout of triumph and leaped out from among the bushes, but he paused and turned as an exclamation of alarm broke from Chebron. To his astonishment he saw a look of horror on his companion's face. His bow was still outstretched and he stood as if petrified. "'What's the matter, Chebron?' Amuba exclaimed. "'What has happened? Has a deadly snake bit you? What is it, Chebron?' "'Do you not see?' Chebron said in a low voice. "'I see nothing,' Amuba replied, looking round, and at the same time putting another arrow into his bowstring, ready to repel the attack of some dangerous creature. "'Where is it? I can see nothing.' my arrow it glanced off a twig and entered there i saw one of the cats fall i must have killed it two years before amuba would have laughed at the horror which chebron's face expressed at the accident of shooting a cat but he had been long enough in egypt to know how serious were the consequences of such an act better by far that chebron's arrow had lodged in the heart of a man in that case an explanation of the matter in which the accident had occurred a compensation to the relatives of the slain and an expiatory offering at one of the temples would have been deemed sufficient to purge him from the offence but to kill a cat even by accident was the most unpardonable offence an egyptian could commit and the offender would assuredly be torn to pieces by the mob knowing this he realized at once the terrible import of chebron's words 
for a moment he felt almost as much stunned as chebron himself but he quickly recovered his presence of mind there is only one thing to be done chebron we must dig a hole and bury it at once i will run and fetch a hoe throwing down his bow and arrows he ran to the little shed at the other end of the garden where the implements were kept bidding a careless good morning to the men who were already at work there he soon rejoined chebron who had not moved from the spot from which he had shot the unlucky arrow do you think this is best amuba don't you think i had better go and tell my father i do not think so chebron upon any other matter it would be right at once to confer with him but as high priest it would be a fearful burden to place upon his shoulders it would be his duty at once to denounce you and did he keep it secret and the matter be ever found out it would involve him in our danger let us therefore bear the brunt of it by ourselves i dare not go in chebron said in awestruck tones it is too terrible oh i will manage that amuba said lightly you know to me a cat is a cat and nothing more and i would just as soon bury one as that rascally hawk which has been the cause of all this mischief so saying he crossed the open space and entering a thick bush beyond the cat house dug a deep hole then he went into the house although having no belief whatever in the sacredness of one animal more than another he had yet been long enough among the egyptians to feel a sensation akin to awe as he entered and saw lying upon the ground the largest of the cats pierced through by chebron's arrow drawing out the shaft he lifted the animal and putting it under his garment went out again and entering the bushes buried it in the hole he had dug he leveled the soil carefully over it and scattered a few dead leaves on the top there no one would notice that he said to himself when he had finished but it's awfully unlucky it's that cat of all others then he went in carefully erased the marks of blood upon the floor and brought out the shaft took it down to the pond and carefully washed the blood from it and then returned to chebron is it the latter asked as he approached he did not say more but amuba understood him i am sorry to say it is he replied it is horribly unlucky for one of the others might not have been missed there is no hoping that now chebron seemed paralyzed at the news come chebron amuba said it will not do to give way to fear we must brave it out i will leave the door of the cat-house open and when it is missed it will be thought that it has escaped and wandered away at any rate there is no reason why suspicion should fall upon us if we do but put a bold face upon the matter but we must not let our looks betray us if the worst comes to the worst and we find that suspicions are entertained we must get out of the way but there will be plenty of time to think of that all that you have got to do now is to try and look as if nothing has happened but how can i chebron said in broken tones to you as you say it is only a cat to me it is a creature sacred above all others that i have slain it is ten thousand times worse than if i had killed a man a cat is a cat amuba repeated i can understand what you feel about it though to my mind it is ridiculous there are thousands of cats in thebes let them choose another one for the temple but i grant the danger of what has happened and i know that if it is found out there is no hope for us you had nothing to do with it chebron said there is no reason why you should take all this risk with me we were both in the matter chebron and that twig might just as well have turned my arrow from its course as yours we went to kill a hawk together and we have shot a cat and it is a terrible business there is no doubt and it makes no difference whatever whether i think the cat was only a cat if the people of thebes considered it is a god 
if it is found out it is certain death and we shall need all our wits to save our lives but unless you pluck up courage and look a little more like yourself we may as well go at once and say what has happened and take the consequences only if you don't value your life i do mine so if you mean to let your looks betray us say so and stop here for a few hours till i get a good start i will tell my father chebron said suddenly and abide by what he says if he thinks it is his duty to denounce me so be it in that case you will run no risk but i don't mind running the risk chebron i am quite ready to share the peril with you no i will tell my father chebron repeated and abide by what he says i am sure i can never face this out by myself and that my looks will betray us i have committed the most terrible crime an egyptian can commit and i dare not keep such a secret to myself very well chebron i will not try to dissuade you and i will go and see jethro of course to him as to me the shooting of a cat is a matter not worth a second thought but he will understand the consequences and if we fly will accompany us you do not mind my speaking to him you could trust your life to him as to me chebron nodded and moved away toward the house for pity's sake chebron amuba exclaimed do not walk like that if the men at work get sight of you they cannot but see that something strange has happened and it will be recalled against you when the creature is missed chebron made an effort to walk with his usual gait amuba stood watching him for a minute and then turned away with a gesture of impatience chebron is clever and learned in many things and i do not think that he lacks courage but these egyptians seem to have no iron in their composition when a pinch comes chebron walks as if all his bones had turned to jelly of course he is in a horrible scrape still if he would but face it out with sense and pluck it would be easier for us all however i do not think that it is more the idea that he has committed an act of horrible sacrilege than the fear of death that weighs him down if it were not so serious a matter one could almost laugh at any one being crushed to the earth because he had accidentally killed a cat upon entering the house chebron made his way to the room where his father was engaged in study dropping the heavy curtains over the door behind him he advanced a few paces then fell on his knees and touched the ground with his forehead chebron almeres exclaimed laying down the roll of papyrus on which he was engaged and rising to his feet what is it my son why do you thus kneel before me in an attitude of supplication rise and tell me what has happened chebron raised his head but still continued on his knees almeres was startled at the expression of his son's face the look of health and life had gone from it the color beneath the bronze skin had faded away drops of perspiration stood on his forehead his lips were parched and drawn what is it my son ameres repeated now thoroughly alarmed i have forfeited my life father worse i have offended the gods beyond forgiveness this morning i went with amuba with our bows and arrows to shoot a hawk which has for some time been slaying the waterfowl it came down and we shot together amuba killed the hawk but my arrow struck a tree and flew wide of the mark and entering the cat's house killed pawkees who was chosen only two days to take the place of the sacred cat in the temple of bubastes an exclamation of horror broke from the high priest and he recoiled a pace from his son unhappy boy he said your life is indeed forfeited the king himself could not save his son from the fury of the populace had he perpetrated such a deed 
it is not my life i am thinking of father chebron said but first of the horrible sacrilege and then that i alone cannot bear the consequences but that some of these must fall upon you and my mother and sister for even to be related to one who has committed such a crime is a terrible disgrace ameres walked up and down the room several times before he spoke as to our share of the consequences chebron we must bear it as best we can he said at last in a calmer tone than he had before used it is of you we must first think it is a terrible affair and yet as you say it was but an accident and you are guiltless of any intentional sacrilege but that plea will be as nothing death is the punishment for slaying a cat and the one you have slain having been chosen to succeed the cat of bubastes is of all others the one most sacred the question is what is to be done you must fly and that instantly though i fear that flight will be vain for as soon as the news is known it will spread from one end of egypt to the other and every man's hand will be against you and even by this time the discovery may have been made that will hardly be father for amuba has buried the cat among the bushes and has left the door of the house open so that it may be supposed for a time that it has wandered away he proposed to me to fly with him at once for he declares that he is determined to share my fate since we were both concerned in the attempt to kill the hawk but in that of course he is wrong for it is i not he who has done this thing amuba has done rightly ameres said we have at least time to reflect but i do not want to fly father of what good will life be to me with this awful sin upon my head i wonder that you suffer me to remain a moment in your presence that you do not cast me out as a wretch who has mortally offended the gods ameres waved his hand impatiently that is not troubling me now chebron i do not view things in the same way as most men and should it be that you have to fly for your life i will tell you more suffice for you that i do not blame you still less regard you with horror the great thing for us to think of at present is as to the best steps to be taken were you to fly now you might get several days start and might even get out of the country before an alarm was spread but upon the other hand your disappearance would at once be connected with that of the cat as soon as it became known that she is missing whereas if you stay here quietly it is possible that no one will connect you in any way with the fact that the cat is gone that something has happened to it will speedily be guessed for a cat does not stray away far from the place where it has been bred up besides a cat of such a size and appearance is remarkable and were it anywhere in the neighborhood it would speedily be noticed but now go and join amuba in your room and remain there for the morning as usual i will give orders that your instructor be told that you will not want him to-day as you are not well i will see you presently when i have thought the matter fully out and determined what had best be done keep up a brave heart my boy the danger may yet pass over chebron retired overwhelmed with surprise at the kindness with which his father had spoken to him when he had expected that he would be so filled with horror at the terrible act of sacrilege that he would not have suffered him to remain in the house for a moment after the tale was told and yet he had seemed to think chiefly of the danger to his life and to be but little affected by what to chebron himself was by far the most terrible part of the affair the religious aspect of the deed on entering the room where he pursued his studies he found jethro as well as amuba there i am sorry for you young master jethro said as he entered of course to me the idea of any fuss being made over the accidental killing of a cat is ridiculous but i know how you view it and the danger in which it has placed you 
i only came in here with amuba to say that you can rely upon me and that if you decide on flight i am ready at once to accompany you thanks jethro jebron replied should i fly it will indeed be a comfort to have you with me as well as amuba who has already promised to go with me but at present nothing is determined i have seen my father and told him everything and he will decide for me then he will not denounce you amuba said i thought that he would not no and he has spoken so kindly that i am amazed it did not seem possible to me that an egyptian would have heard of such a dreadful occurrence without feeling horror and detestation of the person who did it even were he his own son still more would one expect it from a man who like my father is a high priest to the gods your father is a wise as well as a learned man jethro said and he knows that the gods cannot be altogether offended at an affair for which fate and not the slayer is responsible the real slayer of the cat is the twig which turned the arrow and i do not see that you are any more to blame or anything like so much to blame as is the hawk at whom you shot this however was no consolation to chebron who threw himself down on a couch in a state of complete prostration it seemed to him that even could this terrible thing be hidden he must denounce himself and bear the penalty how could he exist with the knowledge that he was under the ban of the gods his life would be a curse rather than a gift under such circumstances physically chebron was not a coward but he had not the toughness of mental fibre which enables some men to bear almost unmoved misfortunes which would crush others to the ground as to the comforting assurances of amuba and jethro they failed to give him the slightest consolation he loved amuba as a brother and in all other matters his opinion would have weighed greatly with him but amuba knew nothing of the gods of egypt and could not feel in the slightest the terrible nature of the act of sacrilege and therefore on this point his opinion could have no weight jethro amuba said you told me you were going to escort mysa one day or other to the very top of the hills in order that she could thence look down upon the whole city put it into her head to go this morning or at least persuade her to go into the city if she goes into the garden she will at once notice that the cat is lost whereas if you can keep her away for the day it will give us so much more time but if ameres decides that you had best fly i might on my return find that you have both gone should he do so jethro he will tell you the route we have taken and arrange for some point at which you can join us he would certainly wish you to go with us for he would know that your experience and strong arm would be above all things needful then i will go at once jethro agreed there are two or three excursions she has been wanting to make and i think i can promise that she shall go on one of them to-day if she says anything about wanting to go to see her pets before starting i can say that you have both been there this morning and seen after them i do not mean to fly chebron said starting up unless it be that my father commands me to do so rather a thousand worlds i stay here and meet my fate jethro would have spoken but amuba signed to him to go at once and crossing the room took chebron's hand it was hot and feverish and there was a patch of color in his cheek do not let us talk about it chebron he said you have put the matter in your father's hands and you may be sure that he will decide wisely therefore the burden is off your shoulders for the present you could have no better counsellor in all egypt and the fact that he holds so high and sacred an office will add to the weight of his words 
if he believes that your crime against the gods is so great that you have no hope of happiness in life he will tell you so if he considers that as it seems to me the gods cannot resent an accident as they might do a crime against them done willfully and that you may hope by a life of piety to win their forgiveness then he will bid you fly he is learned in the deepest of the mysteries of your religion and will view matters in a different light to that in which they are looked at by the ignorant rabble at any rate as the matter is in his hands it is useless for you to excite yourself as far as personal danger goes i am willing to share it with you to take half the fault of this unfortunate accident and to avow that as we were engaged together in the act that led to it we are equally culpable of the crime unfortunately i cannot share your greater trouble your feeling of horror at what you regard as sacrilege for we rebu hold the life of one animal no more sacred than the life of another and have no more hesitation in shooting a cat than a deer surely your gods cannot be so powerful in egypt and impotent elsewhere and yet if they are as powerful how is it that their vengeance has not fallen upon other peoples who slay without hesitation the animals so dear to them that is what i have often wondered chebron said falling readily into the snare for he and amuba had had many conversations on such subjects and points were constantly presenting themselves which he was unable to solve an hour later when a servant entered and told chebron and amuba that ameres wished to speak to them the former had recovered to some extent from the nervous excitement under which he had first suffered the two lads bowed respectfully to the high priest, and then, standing submissively before him, waited for him to address them. "'I have sent for you both,' he said after a pause, "'because it seems to me that although Amuba was not himself concerned in this sad business, it is probable that as he was engaged with you at the time, the popular fury might not nicely discriminate between you.' He paused as if expecting a reply, and Amuba said quietly, that is what i have been saying to chebron my lord i consider myself fully as guilty as he is it was a mere accident that his arrow and not mine was turned aside from the mark we aimed at and i am ready to share his lot whether you decide that the truth shall be published at once or whether we should attempt to fly ameres bowed his head gravely and then looked at his son i father although i am ready to yield my wishes to your will and to obey you in this as in all other matters would beseech you to allow me to denounce myself and to bear my fate i feel that i would infinitely rather die than live with this terrible weight and guilt upon my head i expected as much of you chebron and applaud your decision ameres said gravely chebron's face brightened while that of amuba fell ameres after a pause went on did i think as you do chebron that the accidental killing of a cat is a deadly offence against the gods i should say denounce yourself at once but i do not so consider it chebron gazed at his father as if he could scarce credit his sense of hearing while even amuba looked surprised you have frequently asked me questions chebron which i have either turned aside or refused to answer it was indeed from seeing that you had inherited from me the spirit of inquiry that i deemed it best that you should not ascend to the highest order of the priesthood for if so the knowledge you would acquire would render you as it has rendered me dissatisfied with the state of things around you had it not been for this most unfortunate accident i should never have spoken to you further on the subject but as it is i feel that it is my duty to tell you more i have had a hard struggle with myself and have since you left me thought over from every point of view what i ought to do 
on the one hand i should have to tell you things known only to an inner circle things which were it known i had whispered to any one my life would be forfeited on the other hand if i keep silent i should doom you to a life of misery i have resolved to take the former alternative i may first tell you what you do not know that i have long been viewed with suspicion by those of the higher priesthood who know my views which are that the knowledge we possess should not be confined to ourselves but should be disseminated at least among that class of educated egyptians capable of appreciating it what i am about to tell you is not as a whole fully understood perhaps by any it is the outcome of my own reflections founded upon the light thrown upon things by the knowledge i have gained you asked me one day chebron how we knew about the gods how they first revealed themselves seeing that they are not things that belong to the world i replied to you at the time that these things are mysteries a convenient answer with which we close the mouths of questioners listen now and i will tell you how religion first began upon earth not only in egypt but in all lands man felt his own powerlessness looking at the operations of nature the course of the heavenly bodies the issues of birth and life and death he concluded and rightly that there was a god over all things but this god was too mighty for his imagination to grasp he was everywhere and nowhere he animated all things and yet was nowhere to be found he gave fertility and he caused famine he gave life and he gave death he gave light and heat he sent storms and tempests he was too infinite and too various for the untutored mind of the early man to comprehend and so they tried to approach him piecemeal they worshipped him as the sun the giver of heat and life and fertility they worshipped him as a destructive god they invoked his aid as a beneficent being they offered sacrifices to appease his wrath as a terrible one and so in time they came to regard all these attributes of his all his sides and lights under which they viewed him as being distinct and different instead of all being the qualities of one god as being each the quality or attribute of separate gods so there came to be a god of life and a god of death one who sends fertility and one who causes famine all sorts of inanimate objects were defined as possessing some fancied attribute either for good or evil and the one almighty god became hidden and lost in the crowd of minor deities in some nations the fancies of man went one way in another another the lower the intelligence of the people the lower their gods in some countries serpents are sacred doubtless because originally they were considered to typify at once the subtleness and the destructive power of a god in others trees are worshipped there are peoples who make the sun their god others the moon our forefathers in egypt being a wiser people than the savages around them worshipped the attributes of gods under many different names first eight great deities were chosen to typify the chief characteristics of the mighty one jnumis or neuf typified the idea of the spirit of god that spirit which pervades all creation ameura the intellect of god osiris the goodness of god ta typified at once the working power and the truthfulness of god kim represents the productive power the god who presides over the multiplication of all species man beast fish and vegetable and so with the rest of the great gods and of the minor divinities which are reckoned by the score in time certain animals birds and other creatures whose qualities are considered to resemble one or other of the deities are in the first place regarded as typical of them then are held as sacred to them then in some sort of way become mixed up with the gods and to be held almost as the gods themselves 
this is i think the history of the religions of all countries the highest intelligences the men of education and learning never quite lose sight of the original truths and recognize that the gods represent only the various attributes of the one almighty god the rest of the population lose sight of the truth and really worship as gods these various creations that are really but types and shadows it is perhaps necessary that it should be so it is easier for the grosser and more ignorant classes to worship things that they can see and understand to strive to please those whose statues and temples they behold to fear and draw upon themselves the vengeance of those represented to them as destructive powers than to worship an inconceivable god without form or shape so mighty the imagination cannot picture him so beneficent so all-providing so equable and serene that the human mind cannot grasp even a notion of him man is material and must worship the material in a form which he thinks he can comprehend it and so he creates gods for himself with figures likenesses passions and feelings like those of the many animals he sees around him the israelite maid whom we brought hither and with whom i have frequently conversed tells me that her people before coming to this land worshipped but one god like unto him of whom i have told you save that they belittled him by deeming that he was their own special god caring for them above all the peoples of the earth but in all other respects he corresponded with the almighty one whom we who have gained glimpses of the truth which existed ere the pantheon of egypt came into existence worship in our hearts and it seems to me as if this little handful of men who came to egypt hundreds of years ago were the only people in the world who kept the worship of the one god clear and undefiled chebron and amuba listened in awestruck silence to the words of the high priest amuba's face lit up with pleasure and enthusiasm as he listened to words which seemed to clear away all the doubts and difficulties that had been in his mind to chebron the revelation though a joyful one came as a great shock his mind too had long been unsatisfied he had wondered and questioned but the destruction at one blow of all the teachings of his youth of all he had held sacred came at first as a terrible shock neither spoke when the priest concluded and after a pause he resumed you will understand chebron that what i have told you is not in its entirety held even by the most enlightened and that the sketch i have given you of the formation of all religions is in fact the idea which i myself have formed as the result of all i have learned both as one initiated in all the learning of the ancient egyptians and from my own studies both of our oldest records and the traditions of all the peoples with whom egypt has come in contact but that all our gods merely represent attributes of the one deity and have no personal existence as represented in our temples is acknowledged more or less completely by all those most deeply initiated in the mysteries of our religion when we offer sacrifices we offer them not to the images behind our altar but to god the creator god the preserver god the fertilizer to god the ruler to god the omnipotent over good and evil thus you see there is no mockery in our services although to us they bear an inner meaning not understood by others they worship a personality endowed with principle we the principle itself they see in the mystic figure the representation of a deity we see in it the type of an attribute of a higher deity 
you may think that in telling you all this i have told you things which should be told only to those whose privilege it is to have learned the inner mysteries of their religion that maybe i am untrue to my vows these lads are matters for my own conscience personally i have long been impressed with the conviction that it were better that the circles of initiates should be very widely extended and that all capable by education and intellect of appreciating the mightiness of the truth should no longer be left in darkness i have been overruled and should never have spoken had not this accident taken place but when i see that the whole happiness of your life is at stake that should the secret ever be discovered you will either be put to death despairing and hopeless or have to fly and live despairing and hopeless in some foreign country i have considered the balance of duty lay on the side of lightening your mind by a revelation of what was within my own and it is not as i have told you so much the outcome of the teaching i have received as of my own studies and a conviction i have arrived at as to the nature of god thus then my son you can lay aside the horror which you have felt at the thought that by the accidental slaying of a cat you offended the gods beyond forgiveness the cat is but typical of the qualities attributed to basti basti herself is but typical of one of the qualities of the one god oh my father chebron exclaimed throwing himself on his knees beside ameres and kissing his hand how good you are what a weight you have lifted from my mind what a wonderful future have you opened to me if i escape the danger that threatens me now if i have to die i can do so like one who fears not the future after death if i live i shall no longer be oppressed with the doubts and difficulties which have so long weighed upon me though till now you have given me no glimpse of the great truth i have at times felt not only that the answers you gave me failed to satisfy me but it seemed to me also that you yourself with all your learning and wisdom were yet unable to set me right in these matters as you did in all others upon which i questioned you my father you have given me life and more than life you have given me a power over fate i am ready now to fly should you think it best or to remain here and risk whatever may happen i do not think you should fly chebron in the first place flight would be an acknowledgment of guilt in the second i do not see where you could fly to-morrow at latest the fact that the creature is missing will be discovered and as soon as it was known that you had gone a hot pursuit would be set up if you went straight down to the sea you would probably be overtaken long before you got there and even did you reach a port before your pursuers you might have to wait days before a ship sailed then again did you hide in any secluded neighborhood you would surely be found sooner or later for the news will go from end to end of egypt and it will be every one's duty to search for and denounce you messengers will be sent to all countries under egyptian government and even if you passed our frontiers by land or sea your peril would be as great as it is here lastly did you surmount all these difficulties and reach some land beyond the sway of egypt you would be an exile for life therefore i say that flight is your last resource to be undertaken only if a discovery is made but we may hope that no evil fortune will lead the searchers to the conclusion that the cat was killed here when it is missed there will be search high and low in which every one will join when the conclusion is at last arrived at that it is irrecoverably disappeared all sorts of hypotheses will be started to account for it some will think that it probably wandered to the hills and became the prey of hyenas or other wild beasts 
some will assert that it has been killed and hidden away others that it has made its way down to the nile and has been carried off by a crocodile thus there is no reason why suspicion should fall upon you more than upon others but you will have to play your part carefully End of chapter 10